is we're going to shift. And you're going to hear a little bit of the Chaitanya Bhagavat. And, uh, and when they get on you, when they put me on here, um, well, the organizer's not here yet. Okay. So I don't know how they shift me to the view. Let's see what the view is. Full screen? No? No, that didn't work. Exit full screen? I'm so confused here. I am technologically challenged, so I don't know what I'm doing here. We see you, Maharaj. What? We see you, Maharaj. Yeah. Okay, you can all see me, right? But I want the full gallery screen here. Let me see if I can. If usually, if you go up up right of your screen, there might be something you could hit. It says There's gallery or full screen. And we'll put the gallery here, and then you will. You can. Just see the audience and they can all say hello to you. Hi, Bob. Hi, Narmuni, say hi, Bob. All right. Okay, I'm kind of, you can see I'm giving class here. Um, let me just start. I'll find it in a second. Um, okay. All right. Um, take a second here. Okay. What's that? Chaitanya Anchalila something. Uh, I'll. Uh, I think it's Anchalila four. Okay. Uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat. Let me just find the spot where I am. One second. Uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So it's text four seventy. Okay, the Lord said, these opulences are not possible for an ordinary human being. I think Advaita Acharya must be Mahesh. Okay, I'm just going to begin because I already said Okay, now I have the full screen. This is a, a, an interesting part of Chaitanya Bhagavat. Lord Chaitanya is now in Shantipur. He had just taken sannyas. He hadn't yet settled in Puri. And all the devotees from Navadweep went to Shantipur. And it happened to be the <coughs> Avir Bhav Titi, the birth of Madhavendra Puri. And Madhavendra Puri was the guru of Advaita Acharya. And Vaitacharya was the god brother of Ishwar Puri. 
And Ishvara Puri was the guru of Lord Chaitanya. So it was not his, Madhavendra Puri was, was not just a god brother of his guru, he was the guru of his guru. And for Vaitracharya, it was his guru. So when Madhavendra Puri came, it happened to be his appearance day, and they had a festival. And it was a very, very opulent festival. Because our conception of bhakti is when you have love, you offer the best. That's why in bhakti, food and flowers are very important. Because they have, they're the, they're the best vehicles to express love. So wherever there's bhakti, there's beautiful decorations, and there's beautiful prasadam offered to Krishna. So it was an incredible festival. And the other thing that was really noted about this festival is how important they are for the spiritual life of devotees, especially grihastas, because festivals given a lot of opportunity for service. I remember this year I had my Vyas Puja. Of course, for the spiritual master, Vyas Puja is not worship of him. It's worship of the disciplic succession. And the guru first worships his guru, showing the disciples how to worship the lineage. So I remember we didn't really have a, a big celebration during COVID. We had something. But this was kind of special last October because the devotees really hadn't been together in a long time. And I remember we had this one hall belonging to these nice devotees, doctors. And they had this big hall. And they were so, so gracious to us, they gave us this big hall. So the, some of the devotees came the day before. And there were even some newer devotees. And they were making garlands and, and, and decorations. And there was a certain ecstasy. And what was the ecstasy? Bhakti is best expressed in seva. Which is loving responsiveness to God through the faculties of the mind, body, and words. But this gives the opportunity for the body. And in, in devotional service, you put your body where you want your mind to go. So 
Practical service is just so important. So on these festival days, everyone has service. Especially when there are big festivals. So many people cooking and flower decorations. So Lord Chaitanya, he he was he just started to walk around. And he saw rooms of spices and <laughs> wells of ghee. And he was just astounded. And, 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 and some devotees were given the service of worshiping the other devotees that came. <clears throat> But the opulence of this festival was at such a level. Organized from the heart of Advaita Acharya. That Lord Chaitanya concluded that he must be Lord Shiva. He's not an ordinary person. And we know that Advaita Acharya has a very special position. He's not just an ordinary living entity, but he's something exalted, Sadashiva. So that's what Lord Chaitanya is thinking now. He says, These opulences are not possible for an ordinary human being. How can a human being possess such opulence? Only Mahadev possesses such opulence. I can understand that Advaitacharya is an incarnation of Mahesh. Shiva Mahesh Mahadev is the same. The Lord smiled as he repeatedly spoke in this way. In this way, Mahaprabhu indirect, indirectly glorified the position of Advaita. A pious person accepts this truth with great pleasure. Advaita is like the incarnation of fire. For anyone who is faithless and disrespects the words of Mahaprabhu, Although Advaita is as cooling as millions of moons, he's like the fire of destruction for persons averse to Lord Chaitanya. Now, I explained this analogy before, and I thought of the analogy myself. Because he's described as, as cooling as the moon. And at the same time, like fire of destruction for persons against Lord Chaitanya. So I thought how the same thing could have two opposite effects not dependent on the thing, but dependent on how you deal with it. And this is the analogy I thought of. When you're on a sailboat and you're going north and you have a north wind, It's so pleasant. You're, you're just floating down the river. And it's very effortless. 
But if you're going south, that same wind is so much trouble. This is an analogy I, I use to explain what it's like being in Vrindavan. I was just in Govardhan for, I don't know, about five weeks. And now I'm here in Odarya Dam. And I understand why it's better for Grihastas to live in Mayapur. <laughs> Vrindavan is wonderful. But you have to intensely move in the direction of Krishna. <laughs> and then it's like, wow. But that's hard to do all the time. Unless you are really intense sadhu. So Mayapur is Odaryadam. It's a little bit more merciful. And, and therefore it's easier for people. My, I, my realization. And actually, I was speaking with David Ritteswami the other day. And he asked, what's your realization? Because he's so much hankering to come to Mayapur. And I was expressing, you know, I'm in Mayapur. <laughs> and how nice it is. <laughs> and... And then I explained the same point, but Vrindavan is heavy. He said, what do you mean heavy? He said, everyone, you know, Vrindavan's so sweet. So I said, well, this is my realization. Prabhupada said about Vrindavan, three days or three years. So I said, you know, you try to understand what does that mean? You know, people come and I lead pilgrimages in Vrindavan. And I keep the people fully engaged. And I know Raghunath takes new groups to Vrindavan. For two days. <laughs> and it's ecstasy. He keeps them fully engaged. But once you say, now I'm going to live here, then Krishna says to himself, are you here to please Radha and Krishna? Or are you here for another reason? And if you're here for another reason, then Krishna will test you. <laughs> Things will be difficult. And you have to say, no, I'm here for you. So this is related something to the verse. <laughs> Oh yeah, so wait, it's, it, it's fire and it's the cooling moon. But it's actually one energy. It depends on your consciousness. Everything is God's mercy. It's us that bring the distress. And I told this story, I think the last time, about this commentary on the first verse of the Shikshastakam. <laughs> and it says, Cheto Darpana Marjana, Bhava Maha Devagni. It, it, it extinguishes the fire of material existence. So the commentator said, what is this fire of material existence? And then he told the story of this faithful disciple. 
And the guru was doing the Agnihotra, the Swaha, Swaha. And he told his disciple at seven o'clock tomorrow morning, at the auspicious time, or I think it was nine o'clock in the morning at the auspicious time, I must begin the Agnihotra. You go get me some fire. Mean there's special wood and you but it was a little damp in the morning. So he couldn't find the fire. So he said to the the, the disciple came back. He said, Gurudev, I couldn't find any fire. Now the guru was a little bit of an angry type. He was very pure. We all have our natures. <laughs> so he looked at the disciple. He said, go to hell. And the disciple was so faithful. He went to hell. And he was very happy. Because he saw everybody, there was so much fire, everybody was burning. My guru is so. So he asked Yamaraj, he said, um, uh, you mind if I take some fire? <laughs> Yamaraj said, there's no fire here. He said, what do you mean there's no fire here? Look. Oh, he said, oh, they brought their own fire. <laughs> so the point is, it's not that it's way to is like fire. <laughs> we bring our own fire. <laughs> One who becomes unhappy Okay. Even if one does not know the glories of Shiva, simply by chanting his name once, one will be immediately purified of all sinful reactions. This is the verdict of Vedic literatures and Srimad Bhagavatam. One who becomes unhappy on hearing the name of Shiva floats in an ocean of inauspiciousness. I remember when I first came here in May of, uh, uh, to Vrindavan in May of 1974. Right in the middle of the summer. With heat I could not even imagine. And at that time in Vrindavan, for the whole of Raman Reti, there was only one electrical transformer. And there was, they would, they, there wasn't enough electricity to keep it going all the time. So you get a few hours a day. But in the middle of the summer, even when the fan was on, there was no air conditioning. There was no filtered water. Devotees didn't have money. We didn't go out and buy lassies and nimbupani. That's why I think Burijan Prabhu mentioned that one, one Prabhupada disappearance festival. 
Однажды Буриджан Прабу, наверное, по этой причине на одном из фестивалей дня ухода Шилакупада, что преданные, которые сейчас приезжают на Бриндаван, с непередаваемым богатством, according to our standards before, they should be grateful to the pioneers who came and developed this place with so many austerities. It says, so I remember we didn't know anything. Um, I didn't know what Parikram was. We never went out. I remember the first time we went on Parikram. Radhanath Swami hadn't been back to Vrindavan since he left. You know, he when he when he first came, he left to Vrindavan. And then when he came, when he left, there was no Krishna Balaram on there. And then he walked into the Krishna Balaram on there. I think he came by train to Matara and walked along the bank of the Jamuna and walked into the Krishna Balaram Mandir. Never saw it before. And the first thing he saw was first thing he said to me was very significant. It showed that he really knew the essence of Vrindavan from living there for so many years. The first thing he said, is there any service for me? And then I remember a little bit after he settled in, he said, let's go on Parikram. I said, where are we going? He says, I don't know. We'll just do Kirtan and see where the holy name takes us. Very austere in those days. So one who becomes unhappy on hearing, oh, now, okay, I get back, now I understand. What, what I was trying to say. I'm going to do it in a second. I'm going to finish right now. I didn't know anything about Krishna consciousness. So when I walked by a temple of Lord Shiva or Lord Durga, Durga I thought that was the enemy. Because <laughs> we were Krishna devotees. So now I'm finding out that I was an ocean of inauspiciousness. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll continue now for about another 20 minutes or so, but the translation will stop. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Go Premanandi! Yeah. Okay. Um, you can stay with your husband and after I'll give the book, okay? Why I feel like I have my books. Oh, Hare Krishna. How nice. Look, come sit here. Sit here. Say hello to the people. Can you say hello? Okay. And she gave me a beautiful gift. You see that? You drew that yourself? Yeah. How nice. What is your name? What? Vishaka? This is Vishaka, and she lives in Mayapur. And how long do you live in Mayapur? Seven months? 
And where are you from? Where? Russia. Russia. Where in Russia? Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's a beautiful gift. Can you come to my class Saturday? Yes? Okay. Yugla. I got to bring her some prasadam or something on Saturday. Okay. Thank you, Shaka. Your daughter? Yes. Wow. What a beautiful daughter. I got. And she sat for the whole class listening very attentively. Okay. Okay. Okay, you can come up closer because there's only two of you now. So I can give you this information because even I'm out, I give these classes. Here it would be the same time when I'm in India. It'd be uh It'd be six to seven on Wednesday and six thirty to seven thirty. So if you're free, and uh, but you know Mayapur, I'm just telling the people here, it's it's really just. Uh, I, I went. I, I, I tell you, every day I'm invited someplace. So yesterday. I was invited to this place called Gore Village. And if you go from Mayapur on the bank of the Jalangi, I would walk to a place called Rasamrita Kunj, which is probably nicer than the MVT. That's where, yeah. So, and, and Ranjan Swami stays there. I go for lunch at least twice, something. But this couple that I know, Contia, he's Italian, and his wife is Radha Govinda, and she's a Brahmin family from Udupi. She's very brilliant. So they invited me from Sodom, and that's even further. I mean, I think if I walk there, it would take me like, I don't know, 45 minutes an hour. But what, the, what they did is they divide, they, you know, because they went so far out. I'm talking to some people here too. They divided up land into like a hundred, like, I don't know, five acre plots or two acre plots. And it was, and when you go in, there's already brick roads and it's like they did it the way it should have been done here. And I saw Krishna Shetra Marge has a little house and Banu Swami and mostly Grihastas have different houses there. And uh, it's beautiful. It's the way, you know, it should have been developed. So what's happening is because around the temple, you know, they built all these high rises and things out there. It's beautiful. And the house was because she's South Indian. It was built according to Vastu, so the center of the house is open and they have a garden and yeah, so it's nice communities here. A lot of things for children are here that's nice. This little girl, Bishaka, was beautiful and like what a, look at this picture she drew for me. My God. That's a picture of me. <laughs> wow. That's pretty accurate, isn't it? <laughs> Is that really what I look like? My God. <laughs> wait, wait, what was, what's the thing next to me? Okay. So we will continue here. Um, my dear father, you're committing the greatest offense. Now it's quoted, it's quoted from the Daksha Yagya, where Sati marries Lord Shiva and Daksha is not satisfied. And Sati, you know, Lord Shiva won't go because he's insulted, but the wife wanting the social life and the family goes. And then, um, you know, her husband's insulted. So this is a verse, I guess, must be from the Bhagavatam. 
My dear father, you are committing the greatest offense by envying Lord Shiva, whose very name consists of two syllables. She and Va purifies one of all sinful activities. His order is never neglected. Lord Shiva is always pure and no one but him envies him. Alas, you're the personification of inauspiciousness. So, see, the, the problem with Lord Shiva is not Lord Shiva, it's followers who don't accept really a very personal view. And they kind of, it's kind of impersonal. And then therefore they think that Lord Shiva, Lord Krishna, et cetera, they're all kind of material manifestations of the mode of good. That they, somehow or other, those who worship Lord Shiva are impersonalists. And therefore they don't accept the personality of Godhead. And that's the issue, not the position of Lord Shiva, which I foolishly made. Glad I didn't say anything or do anything, but my mind didn't really understand. Lord Krishna Chandras declared with his own mouth, why would anyone who does not worship Shiva worship me? So if you disrespect Shiva, then you're not gonna understand Krishna either. It's not that Shiva is Krishna. But Vaishnavam Yata Shambhu, he is the greatest um, devotee. Mora Priya Shiva Pati Anadraya Ke Mate Va More Bhakti Hoye Be Tahar. How can a person who disrespects my dear Shiva attain my devotional service? How can a sinful person who is envious of the Vaishnavas? Attain devotional service if he does not respectfully worship my dear devotee, Lord Shiva. Therefore, one should first worship Lord Krishna, then after worship Lord Shiva with love, he should worship all the demigods. So you worship Krishna. When you worship Krishna, you understand the value of his devotees and you worship his devotees. And if you don't worship his devotees, then you don't understand Krishna because Krishna is in the heart of his devotees. And I, I read this back, and I think it was a very significant point. It described if you worship Krishna, if you worship Krishna in the temple and disrespect the devotees, it's kind of a, uh, like a hypocrisy. Your worship becomes hypocrisy because it would be like a couple who they're respectful in public and then when they get in private, they abuse each other. So what is that respect in public? It's, it's hypocrisy. So it, the same thing, because worshiping God in private is seeing God in the heart of his devotees. And if you disrespect the devotees, you're disrespecting Krishna. So that's really the point. In Skanda Prana, it is stated, first one should worship Krishna, the Supreme Personality of, of God and cause of all causes. Then one should worship Maheshwar, the best of the demigods. Thereafter, one should worship all the demigods with full devotion. Because of Lord Chaitanya's indication, Advaita is accepted by saintly persons as that Shiva. Ignorant people who disagree with this fact cannot understand Advaita's glories and are therefore vanquished. I am unable to describe the unlimited varieties of new cloth that the Lord saw. So just the, this is, now he's going back because the reason this was mentioned was because Lord Chaitanya was amazed by this festival. Then he, then he said, okay, only God could arrange this, only someone could level of Advaita. Now he's going, now it's going back after that point to, wow, he, he, he's unable, he's, uh, the Vindavan Das, of course, unable to describe the variety of cloth that was given in gifts, that was worshiping the deities. The Lord was greatly pleased to see the arrangements 
And he continually praised Advaita Acharya because he was worshiping Madhavendra Puri. That's why it's an interesting thing that eating can be a service in that sense. Like you go to someone's birthday and you say, I don't want any birthday cake. You know, you just eat a little. It's like it, the enjoyment is, is the celebration. So there's a certain opulence in that way. After seeing every one of the arrangements, the Lord returned to where the Sankirtan was being performed. As soon as the Lord came to the place of the Sankirtan, all the devotees there became filled with ecstasy. So they're already in ecstasy because they're all chanting the holy name together and then Lord Chaitanya joins it. And who can describe the way that the devotees danced, sang, played instruments and ran about in ecstasy? So Nityera Madhurya, Lord Nityananda's dancing is described as very sweet because it's a manifestation of his heart, which is full of devotion. And the devotees here, this is not a manifestation of passion. The tempo in Kirtan, the bhava should precede the tempo. If the tempo precedes the bhava, then it's born of the mode of passion. So generally, good kirtan is described as shanai. Shanai means gradually. It builds up. The cowboy's kirtan is described as shanai, gradually. It builds up gradually and gradually and gradually. When it comes to this point, it's quite wild, but it's being, it's being, um, The engine is the bhakti, not the mode of passion. So he's describing this. Everyone exclaimed Jai Jai as they chanted the name of Hari. Nothing can be heard other than chant, chant Haribo Haribo. Bala Bala Hari Bala Aranahi Shune. Not nothing but that. The bodies of all the Vaishnavas were decorated with sandalwood pulp and their attractive chests were adorned with flower garlands. So the devotees were worshiped. So in the decorations of the devotees, you see the love of Krishna and love of the devotees. They were all intimate associates of the Lord. Sabe Prabhur Parishadere Pradhan, Shabha Nitya Gita Kari Prabhu Vidyaman. They danced and sang in the company of the Lord. Mahanande Utila Shrihari Sankirtan Yedwani Pavitra Kori Ananta Bhuvana. The sound vibration of the ecstatic congregational chanting of the glories of the Lord purified the entire universe. Nityananda Maha Mala Premo Shuka Moi Bhave Nitya Nritya Karalain Atishai. Nityananda, who is like a wrestler and who is filled with happiness of ecstatic love, danced widely in the mood of a child. Vivalahoy ati acharya gosai yate nitya karalena tari antanai. Advaitacharya was overwhelmed with ecstasy as he danced without stop. Nachalena aneka takora haridas sabe nachena ati pai ulas. To Kaur Haridas danced in many different ways as everyone danced joyfully. So the movements express the heart, the voice express the heart, and the heart is love. So just seeing that or participating in that. Mahaprabhu Sri Gorasunda Sarvasesha Nitya Karilena Ati. Adesha Vishesha. Eventually, Gorshun Mahaprabhu began dancing in unlimited ways. So then Lord Chaitanya became inspired in unlimited ways, just because there's bhava and there's emotions. Sarva Parishad Prabhu Agi Nachal Sesha Nitya Karena Apane Shabeloi. After first inducing all of his devotees to dance, the Lord finally began dancing along with everyone. The devotees danced in groups 
and Mahaprabhu Shri Satyanandana danced in the middle. After dancing and singing throughout the day, Mahaprabhu sat down with everyone. Advaita Charya then took permission from the Lord and went to make all the arrangements for eating. Mahaprabhu sat down in the middle to eat and all the devotees sat around him. The Lord in the middle appeared as effulgent as millions of moons and the devotees around him appeared like surrounding like stars. So this is like what it's described in the Bhagavatam when the cowherd boys are sitting around Krishna, it, it becomes like the whirl of a lotus. And it was very beautiful and very happy. Prabhupada said Krishna consciousness should be like that. It's beautiful because it's when there's love, you're offering the best. So the food is beautiful, the flowers are beautiful, the devotees are beautiful. So it's just a very wonderful scene. And then at the same time, because on the ultimate level, God is beyond time and space. So somehow or other, he can sit in the middle and every single person could be facing him and having a personal relationship with God because he did by our... And I mentioned before, that's why it's, it's so difficult sometimes to describe things like the origin of God and, and you know, the origin of bhakti and, because they happen in a place that's beyond our dimensions. And we only have the facility of our dimensions to actually explain them. So therefore it's very, very limited. And Bhakti Vinod Thakur said, too much, if you try to too much intellectually understand inconceivable things, it'll lead to an artist. And, I, and we see that it happens when people discuss that. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes divisive of what, what group one says and what another group says. And, and it just leads to an artist. It's just, as the Lord ate with all the devotees, he continually narrated the glories of Madhavendra Puri because it was Madhavendra Puri's appearance day. So Lord Chaitanya was explaining it. The Lord says, if one honors the Pasad that has been offered during the appearance of the festival of Sri Madhavendra Puri, he will attain the devotional service of Govinda. After joyfully finishing his meal in this way, the Lord washed his hands and mouth and sat down. Advaita then brought fragrant sandalwood pulp and beautiful garlands before the Lord. The Lord then first affectionately offered sandalwood pulp and a flower garland to Nityananda Sarup. Thereafter, the Lord personally offered sandalwood pulp and a flower garland to each and every Vaishnava. When I went to the, uh, this Gore village, this house was just so, you know, beautiful. I don't know, it looked like it was made out of, it looked like cow dung at the outside, but it was just so beautiful. But when I came in, when, first when I came in, I'm going to lose. Let's see how much I got. I'm probably going to lose the power here soon. Let me see how much I have. Um, okay. Oh, I have enough. Okay. Because she's from a South Indian Brahmin family, and you know, this which was very hard for her to join because her families were mudblooded. Her mother didn't speak to her for five years when she got married to a Westerner, she told me. Although her father came to the wedding in Mayapur. <clears throat> so there was like, Ooh, you know, it was that kind of thing. And then I came and flowers were thrown at my feet. And then, then there was like this, I don't know, uh, you know, lamp when I came in and then I sat in and there was some Prabhu that washed my feet. No, they had that kind of culture. And then I talked to them for a while. And then, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I was with some Prabhu, but she picked me up in one of those auto rickshaws and <laughs> she drove me back. So it, it was kind of a nice, you know, the, the culture, but like, so, you know, so I think some elevated people, they have the culture, but they're kind of very practical. So I was writing in this thing and I, cause my name is Danodara, which is Arjuna. I said, then if this is like, you must be like Krishna. Radha Govinda driving the chariot. And I'm just like, and then she told the Prabhu to get out because I was, the, it was a new car. She, the first time she got it. So I was the first one to ride it. So she told him to, you know, get out and take a picture of Maharaj in the chariot. Mm. You know, and the, when that chariot car, I said, oh my God, that's all I need. You know, I'm, I'm writing it, you know, because he got out to take the pictures. The picture would be me sitting in the chariot of this beautiful lady driving it. And I just thought, oh my God, this is what happens in this modern world. But she said, no, 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 this is just a show my. Her husband wasn't there, so he, he was out preaching or something. He was in another country. But, you know, she had this prabhuvi, it was very nice. So. Um, when the devotees received these items from the hands of the Lord, their hearts became filled with ecstasy because what is love? Love is giving and loving is accepting. Loving is also accepting. It's not just giving, it's accepting in a loving way. So didati pritagrinati, you give gifts, you accept gifts. Huyamajachi prichati, you teach, you learn, you inquire, you explain. You give prasadam, you accept prasadam. It's, it's this culture is what really nourishes us. And anyway, I'm the, the Maharaj. I'm probably, I think there's, I don't know any other Prabhupada disciples. And yet you, you, when I walk to this place, you know, the, the culture here is, First of all, a lot of people have these motorbikes. And you see ladies drive the motorbike, they stop the motorbike, they get up, they pay obeisances. It's, it's a very nice culture. They're happy to see, you know, a Prabhupada disciple or sannyasi. So it's a kind of a beautiful. And then I, I got a tour of the TOBP. He's a very good friend of mine, Sad Guru. How this person has put this up is just amazing because it's inconceivable, the complexity of it. But there's different, usually from the former Soviet Union, there, there's these incredible artists. You know, they have Bengalis are very expert at, at these dioramas. And even Shivram Swami said he's never seen dioramas like this. There's gonna be, because they're three-dimensional because they're up high, so no one can break them. They're three-dimensional. And these Russian artists are painting them according to the Shastra, the different colors of the different cowherd boys and the thing it was quite, um, there was no end to the greatest ex ecstasy for the Lord of Vaikuntha was personally present in his home. How can a human being have the power to describe all these pastimes of the Supreme Lord? Even in millions of years, no one could describe the pastimes that the Lord performed in one day. So we'll, I just finish up with five minutes with the people saying hello. And then uh, I'd like to give you some of my books since you couldn't carry any from Australia. Right, oh, New Zealand, New Zealand, right? Um, one second, you. Okay, let me just see. Anybody would like to just say hello quickly? Hey, Bob Maharaj. Yeah, Jamuna Jaya, go ahead. Hey, good morning. Thank you for class. I was just, um, ever since you mentioned that you were writing a book or thinking about writing a book about how these, uh, how the Chaitanya Bhagavat is really a, a, such a good guide for Vaishnava behavior. I've been, every class I'm thinking, yes, I, I can't wait for you to write it because even here today, there's so many clues about how we should conduct ourselves. 
you know, by the by the giving, the receiving, the the festival, the the way we we think of Lord Shiva. So thank you so much. It's just such a good like checklist of how we should be behaving. Chaitanya Charitamrita, but it's the same thing. Maybe I'll do it on Chaitanya Bhagavat too. Okay, Jaya, thank you. Thank you, Raj. Okay, anybody else like to say hello today? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Kinshina Bhakti here. Hey, Kinshina Bhakti, uh, yes. I, I appreciate a couple of, I mean, I, thank you for the class. I appreciate all of it, but two things really stuck out for me. Um, I wrote down what you said about the importance of service and that um, in devotional service, we put our body where we want our minds to go. Um, that's a that's that's one for a pin, Jamuna Jaya. And then uh, another thing I wanted to say was that I love all of your stories, but I've listened to enough of your classes that I sometimes know what's coming. And um, the uh, one about Radhanath Swami coming and uh, asking, is there any service? Is like, for me, it was like um, when you go to a, your favorite rock concert and you know the line that everybody's going to shout out, like I, I heard it coming and I was so excited for it. And then you said it and I was, yeah, so thank you. Okay, is there any service? Regards to your family. Best of the new year. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay, anybody else say hello today? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hey, Girma, good. So okay. nice to hear you. Good, good. Did that Surya Radhika get in touch with you yet? Yes, we've been uh, sending messages through WhatsApp. Okay, why don't you you'll talk to her personally? It's interesting, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more. Thank you. Okay. Great to see you. Great to see you. Anybody else? Thank you so much. for. Thank you, Maharaj. You just here in Dallas. Hare Krishna. Hey, you just here. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you so much. <laughs> Great to see you. Haribo. Took lunch today at Radha Charan's today. Oh, awesome. Awesome. He's okay. doing okay? Oh, he's doing great. He's just in separation from China. I know. I, I know. He, he's I'm, his preaching is unbelievable. You know, he's quite quiet about it, but what he's doing is phenomenal. The name yeah, he's we, using, yeah. We're, we're overdue for a for a call to catch up. So thank you for the reminder. Yeah, remind. He'd love to hear from you. Okay. Thank, thank you. Good. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna, Gurmaraj, And Braja, Hare Krishna. Hey, Hare Bo. Hare Bo, thank you for class. Braja, don't you think he looks handsome in his beard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you like it? I, I'm not supposed to be for beards. I'm supposed to um, be for shaving, but for me, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really lay down the law. Okay. But, Su, you know, your friend, Suya Radhika, she's trying to get back to study in Mayapur. Oh. The Bhakti Shastri, just the, it's very nice. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great to see both of you. And I'm looking yes, forward to like, coming back. Yes, we can't okay. wait. Gloria, how about? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. Gloria, okay. Gloria, hi, Bo. Speak up louder. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you for class. <laughs> okay, I'm coming to Columbia. You'll come to the retreat? Yes, of course. Yes. Okay, I, that's I great. I'm trying to, COVID and I'm doing Govardhan. I'm trying to get enough people for the retreat in Columbia, but yeah. we'll see. Okay, I'm going to send something out now. Okay, great. Hi, Bo. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Sri Rupa. Sri Rupa, are, Hare Krishna. Are you coming to New York? What? Are you coming to New York? I'll come to New York for one week at the end of March. Then I'll go to Columbia for a month. And uh, then I'll be back in New York for the summer, yeah. Will you be able to do a program upstate? That's what I want to do when I get back, but it's the weekend of Gorponima, so I don't know if they'll be free that weekend. And if not, I'll do something in Jai Shri Radhe's or something, you know. Okay, sure. Okay, great. Anybody else want to say hello? Hi, 
Hare Krishna Gurudev is Raja Devi. Thank you for Raja. the class. Okay, Raja Devi, in 2022, you have to visit Govardhan. I really hope so. That's the plan for Kartik. <laughs> okay. Yes. Haribol. Okay, great. Okay, we'll go. Vanchukalpa Turubhyas Jakarta Sindhu Deva Chapati Tanam Pavadi.